One episode topic I've had many requests for in the past is authorization, specifically role-based authorization, where one can assign a role to a user and it gives that user certain permissions throughout the rest of the application. Authorization is really a tricky topic because, well, for one reason, is that there's so many different plugins and gems to choose from for handling authorization. So how do you pick the right one? Well, that brings us to the other problem, and that is that the proper authorization solution really depends on your application needs and requirements. So that will vary depending on what your application is doing. In this episode, I want to focus on declarative authorization. This is probably one of the more advanced solutions I consider it to be, and uh, you may find it to be sort of complex at first, but I think if you get over the learning curve, uh, you'll find out that it has a lot of powerful functionality that can handle many different role-based authorization needs. The example application we'll be working with in this episode is a typical blogging application where we have a list of various articles, and of course a given article can have many comments. Now, as you notice, currently any user who goes to the site is able to edit or destroy comments or articles, but we don't want that. We want to add some authorization to this application to give the user different functionality depending on their role. And as you can see already, I do have a sign-up and login uh, pages here, so I already do have some authentication set up using AuthLogic, like I show in episode number 160. And if you click on the sign-up link, you can see that we already have some roles that we can choose from to assign to a user. So I haven't built any permission settings through this. All I'm doing is just I have a roles table and a many-to-many -many association between that and users. And if you check out episode number 17, you can see how I set up the checkboxes for this many-to-many -many association. So when someone signs up, they can just check which roles they want to apply to. Now, obviously, this is a big security hole if you let anyone choose their roles, but I'll just leave this uh, as is just to keep this example application simple. Now, what would these various roles do? Well, I want the admin to be able to create and edit anything on the entire application, so it's kind of a global super user. The moderators, I want them to be able to edit comments, and that's all they can do is just edit comments. And then finally, the author, I want them to be able to create new uh, articles and update their own articles that they've created. And finally, for every other user that doesn't apply to these roles, I want them to be able to create comments and be able to update their own comments. Now that we have some idea of what we're trying to accomplish, let's jump right in and add some permission settings using declarative authorization. Now this is available as a gem on GemCutter, so if you just add this config.gem line to your environment file, uh, declarative authorization, and then GemCutter as the source. And then you can ensure that gem is installed with the rake gems install command. And now with that gem installed, we can define our various permissions for each of the roles. And we do that under the config directory and create a new file in here called authorizationrules.rb. So this gem provides its own sort of DSL for defining those roles and permissions on each one. So the way this works is you add an authorization block in here. And then inside of here, you can define each of the roles. So you say role and then the name of the role, in this case admin. 
And so what we want to do first for the admin role is give him access to everything, all of the models and everything. So we can say um, has permission on articles to, and then you list the various actions, the controller actions, which this uh, role can access on that model. So we can say index show new create and basically list them all here. And uh, you can also define multiple uh, models or uh, resources here. So we can say articles and comments. So this way the admin role is available to access all of those actions on both the articles and comments resources. So let's try this out as it is and define the other roles later on. But we aren't done quite yet. First of all, declarative authorization doesn't know how our roles are defined. We need to do that inside of our user model. What we do in here is just make a new method called role symbols. And this expects an array of symbols returned. So for example, we could just say admin, if the user is an admin, if we had an admin boolean column, for example. But here, remember we have a many-to-many -many association between user and roles that we defined when we signed up the user through those checkboxes. So what we want to do here is translate our array of role models into uh, sim symbols. So what we could do is say all of our roles, uh, let's map each of these, and then for this let's make an underscore, and then uh, let's actually take the name of the role, underscore it, and then convert it to a symbol. So this way it'll be able to map our roles here to the roles we defined here in our rule set for defining the permissions. Now there's a couple more things we still need to do. One is inside of our application controller, we need to set up a before filter in here to tell declarative authorization what our current user is on each request. And you can do that with this little bit of code here. Just add a before filter and set the authorization's current user to the controller's current user, uh, assuming that's the name of the method that's on the controller. And then finally, we have to go into each of the controllers and add a before filter to restrict the access. So in our articles controller here, what we can do is call uh, filter resource uh, access. And this is a method that declarative authorization provides for conveniently adding these before filters to a resource type or RESTful type controller like we have here. But the interesting thing about this is that it actually loads the single models, single resource models uh, for you. So that way it can check the access on it. So what that means is that in your show and new and so on type actions, you no longer have to set the uh, model here. You could just do it automatically through the before filter that it provides. So it all happens behind the scenes. Now I'll do the exact same thing to the comments controller too, but I won't bother showing it here. Now if you do have some controllers which aren't the conventional RESTful style controller, uh, just check the documentation for ways to handle those. Now you're probably thinking that's a lot of stuff to set up, but let's give it a try and see how well it's working. So we can log in here. Uh, let's just log in under an admin account. So log in here. So we've logged in successfully. And if we go to our articles, you can see we're able to edit and destroy them if we want to. So that all works.
Now if we log out, well, we get you are not allowed to access this action. And what this is doing is actually going to our homepage, which is a list of articles. And because we're logged in as a guest and not an admin, we're not able to read or access that list of articles. So we need to add a guest uh, um, role information into our rules. So going back to our authorization rules file, we can add a role here for guest. And this is sort of a special role that declarative authorization allows you to specify to uh, refer to everyone who doesn't have a role assigned to them. So this might be just new users who aren't even registered or uh, registered users who don't have any role assigned. So let me just copy over some of these permissions here. So what we want to do is for the articles, we want them to be able to uh, see the index and show actions. And for the comments, uh, let's make them see the uh, new and create actions because they want to be able to create new comments. So now if we reload here, you can see suddenly we're now able to access this page again. So let's now try editing an article. And now it says, well, you're not allowed to do that because we're just logged in as a guest. We don't have an admin account, so we aren't able to actually edit any articles. Now, ideally, we would not even see this edit and destroy links here if we aren't allowed to do this. So uh, we need to alter our view and hide these for uh, the guest account and anyone who's not able to see them. And the gym provides a nice convenient way to accomplish this as well. So as you can see here, we have the edit link inside of our show template here. And what we want to do is hide it if the user isn't supposed to be able to edit the article. So we can say if permitted to, and that's the key method here that the gem provides. And then the first parameter here is the name of the action we want to check. And the second one is the model, the model we want to check it on. So if the user is able to edit that article, then we want to display the link. And the same thing goes for destroy, then we'll display the destroy link. And we'll do a similar thing down here where we have the edit and destroy links for the comments. So we'll just check if the user is able to edit that given comment or destroy that given comment. And there we go. Now we also need to do something similar on this index action here. Uh, because we have this new article link, we only want to show this if the user is able to create a new article. So we could say, create the article. And we actually have to modify this because we don't have an article instance here. We can just say article.new, and that way we can see if we're able to create a new article like that. So now if we reload this page here, we can see that those uh, edit and destroy links disappear because as a guest we are not able to access those pages, but if we did log in as an admin, those would reappear. Now once you've set up everything like we have so far, all you have to do is change this authorization rules file and everything else will follow suit and properly restrict the user from accessing certain sections and hiding and showing the edit and destroy links. And you can also do some pretty advanced things with this DSL they provide here. So for example, if someone is logged in and doesn't have any roles assigned to them, they're just a normal user, what we want to do is be able to have them edit or uh, update their 
comments that they add. But we only want to do that to the comments that they add, not everyone else's comments. So how do we set that behavior? Well, they pr it provides an if attribute method, and we can say if attribute um, user, which is the user of the comments model, um, is the user that is currently logged in. And so this is this user method here refers to the current currently logged in user. And so we can use any kind of um, behavior changes here to see if the current user matches the given user. Now let's try this out. I just logged in under a normal user account. So if I create a new comment here, click Submit, I now am able to edit my comments. So that's pretty neat. And it's all done through just one line inside of our uh, authorization rules file. Now going back to our authorization rules file, uh, what might our other roles look like? The moderator role and the author role. Well, I'll just paste those in here. It might look like this. Um, here I have role moder moderator. And notice it you can include other permissions from other roles. So we can include the guest permissions. So it just behaves just like a guest, except he's able to edit and update all comments. And again with the author, he's able to create articles and edit and update articles that he owns. And that you can see here the if the author's uh, if the article's user model is the same as the current user model. So it is really nice that you can just modify all your permission settings in one location and have the rest of the application behave properly. There's one more finishing touch that I want to add to make this application a little bit more polished, and that is if we ever do end up on a on an action which we don't have permission to, like the article slash new, this page is pretty ugly. It's just a single line of text. What we can then do is inside of our application controller is just add a new method in here called permission denied. And this will be triggered uh, if the user isn't allowed to access that page. So we can do any kind of thing like say an error message and then redirect to the home page. And now when we reload the page here, we just get that error message and back to our home page. So now it's much nicer if someone does end up landing on a page they don't have permission to access. And that's all we have time for in this episode. As you can see, declarative authorization provides a really powerful DSL for setting your permissions on role-based authorization. Now, it is a little bit overkill if you just need really simple permissions on uh, for roles, but if you do need something flexible and powerful, I really highly recommend you check out declarative authorization. Now, uh, there are, I've only scratched the surface in this episode, so be sure to check out the README and all the documentation in there for full details.